Hi, this is Maggie. And Ashley. And you're listening to The Watering Hole, a place where animals and animal enthusiasts regularly drink. Every episode, we'll talk about different animals and why they're cool, from basic biology to the threats they face and what people are doing about it, all while under the influence. And tonight's episode, today's episode, whatever time of day you're listening, this morning. 4 a.m. episode. It's going to be a good one because I haven't eaten food since lunch today, and that was a whopping eight hours ago. So, hold on to your pants, sports fans. Hold on to your butts. All right. Let's just jump right in. Yeah. Does that work? I think so. Okay. I, I took, like jumping. I took a kind of unique approach for this episode. Oh? Yeah. Like unique how? Because I kind of did too. Uh-oh. Oh, God. So, <laughs> where, where is your animal found? In the ocean? No. <laughs> oh, no. So is mine. Okay, there's like a bazillion creatures in the ocean, though. So. Uh, oh, shit. No. Okay. Keep going. So. I'm like leaning against the wall because I'm so loud. I know. And I'm leaning in so that. (laughs) My friend over there, she's like, I heard you coming up the hallway. I was like, that's not a good sign. Uh, That's not a comment. Sorry. I've gotten that about my laugh, though. My laugh is really loud and kind of. uh, That's charming. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So what is your animal? Or do we want to play like 20 questions? I don't know. I feel like we should play 20 questions right now because I'm I'm really nervous that we did the same thing if we both did a unique approach. God. Is it a vertebrate? Um, <laughs> does it have a spinal cord, Maggie? Come on! I know it does. Oh, okay. Then we don't have the same thing. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Okay. I just got, I got even more nervous because you'll understand when I say what I chose. So I chose an animal more broadly and then there are a lot of species of that animal. <laughs> so that I did I. <laughs> now I'm like, do you know what the spinal cord is? Do we have the same thing? But again, there's a lot of animals in the ocean. There's a lot. What? Mine has a spinal cord. It, because it's a reptile. Oh, okay. I, I, mine's not a reptile. Good. Okay. I chose sea turtles. <gasps> oh, yay! And I couldn't decide on just one. It's too hard. It's too hard. So I wanted to talk a little bit about all of them and then more broadly, like, about our oceans. Sea turtles are so cute and charismatic and emblematic of the oceans. And I bet a lot of people didn't know there are seven species of sea turtles. Ooh! Um, and, and, yeah, I couldn't choose between any one of them. So I wanted to talk about each one. Oh, my goodness. First, How I'll, long is this episode going this to is, be? No, it's it's not going to be like in super detail. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay, so the seven species, bits. yeah, the Snappy. seven species are loggerhead, mm-hmm. and that's the one that's most frequently seen in the United States, and it's currently listed as threatened under the U.S. Oh. U.S. Endangered Species Act. Gotcha. They are found all over the world. That's the first one, and then I'll come back and do more on each of them. But okay. The the second species is the green turtle. Third is the leatherback. Fourth is the hawksbill. Fifth, Kemp's Ridley. Uh Sixth is the olive Ridley. And the seventh is the flatback. 
I have heard of all those except for a flatback. That is flatback. is only found off the coasts of Australia and Papua New Guinea. So that's well, probably why, because they go. are so isolated in their range. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, they're kind of like the seven dwarfs. Can you name all seven sea turtle species? Ooh, that's a fun quiz. That hey, is. Hey, and kids. I don't think anyone will pass it unless they're like a sea turtle expert. I think a lot of people would probably pass it. You think that they would get flat back? Uh, I think... Okay, I, I have some friends who have worked with sea turtles before. So okay, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> they have an advantage if they've worked with sea turtles. Now, your average... I know. So the your average person cannot not list all know of them. that. But I think this is a fun trivia I game. I asked my grocery kids. clerk. They're not going to know. Your grocery clerk is going to look at you like you have three heads. Yeah, they're not going to want to talk to me. So let's list them again. Mm -hmm. There's... Can I try? Yeah! Okay. Loggerhead, mm -hmm. Hawksbill, mm -hmm. Leatherback, mm -hmm. Green, mm -hmm. Olive Ridleys, mm -hmm. Hemp's, Kemp's Ridleys. Yes, Kemp's. And Flatback. Yes! You right. did it! I'm going to practice every night. Um, you quiz me every time, every episode. Every episode. What are the seven turtles? We don't turtles start until you bless the sea turtles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> become a pirate. I don't know. It's been a okay. long day, people. Okay, you're, it's on the, you're on the sea. I'm on the sea. Um, okay, so let's talk about each of them just generally so you can get an idea. The loggerhead, this is cute. It's named for its big ol' head. Oh! <laughs> it's just kind of... It's always good when an animal is named after... Uh, I know. An emphasized body part. I don't know how to say that. Whoa. <laughs> emphasized body part. Yeah. Can you think of anything else? The hornbill. There you go. That's named after its mm -hmm. emphasized body part. Um, the, have, have you ever looked up a picture of a bottlenosed whale? Yes! They're... They they're look like they're very just strange. swollen. Like, every, yeah. It's really weird. But yeah, you know, that's that's kind of what I was thinking of. Yeah, no, that's actually great. I'm like, glad that we cleared that up. Because yeah. I was like, emphasize body part. What on earth? Oh, like well. a bottlenose. Bottlenose dolphin. Dolphin bottlenose is, whale, yeah. is cute. A bottlenose whale is is unique. I want to... <laughs> I don't know how it's weird. I want to think of other animals. Hey, kids, write to us. Well, What's your favorite animal that's named after an emphasized body part? Well, I, and you could even say not even just emphasized body part, but a lot of names are descriptive names. True. Like, they'll involve color or, yeah. like, last week maned wolf because they have a mane. Right, or the red-winged blackbird. Like, that's got, original. Right? Come on. Bur birds in particular, they're just like, yeah. ah, this one's red and yellow. Red and yellow. <laughs> warbler. Yeah. I don't think that's real, but there's like 50 million warblers, <laughs> like so that's, uh, that's very possible. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so a little bit about sea turtles. They are large, air-breathing reptiles that inhabit that, whoops, that inhabit tropical <laughs> that they found in the habitats. <laughs> tropical and subtropical seas throughout the world. Ooh. This is this is a little fun trivia for you. Their shells consist of an upper part and a lower section. Ooh. And those are the the markings that you see on their shells are called scutes. Oh, ooh, they're like the scales. C U T E S, right? That is it. Yay. And and that is what is used to primarily determine the species and identify them. So that's kind of cool. Sea turtles don't have teeth, fun fact, Ooh. but they have more like beaks. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like modified I- Modified jaws, yeah. I've seen like beaked, well, on regular turtles as well. Right, Which right. is almost like, I don't know, like 
that I guess is normal because then if you think of them having actual teeth, yeah, it's super creepy. It's very weird. I don't like um, it. Actually, one of these turtles that we're about to talk about has kind of like serrated teeth that Ooh. helps them to graze on vegetation down mm. on the seafloor. But mostly, for the most part, they do not have teeth in the way that we think of them. Gotcha. They don't have visible ears, but they do have eardrums covered by their skin, mm. and they hear best at low frequencies. Ooh. And this part's cool. Their sense of smell is awesome. Really? Yes. Yes. When you think of things in the water, you, you never don't think, think of, of that. them smelling, I know, which but is I guess super cool. These are guys that, you know, they'll come up on land occasionally. Every once in a while. Um, their vision underwater is okay, but then they're very nearsighted once they're up on land. And males hardly ever have a need to come up on land once they've gone into the oh, ocean as a hatchling. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they have really no, no need. No need. Why go on land when you can swim all day? I know. All life. All life. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of kind of historical trivia, which uh-huh. I think is cool. As I mentioned when I started this, sea turtles, uh, we have kind of this strange kinship with them, right? Because they bridge the land to the ocean, kind yeah. of where we all came from. And they've actually been figured very prominently in a lot of folklore and mythology uh-huh. in various cultures. Off the coast of Nicaragua, there's actually, like, a turtle mother legend, and it has very spiritual significance to locals and indigenous peoples there. However, despite that, that has not prevented them from falling susceptible to different different threats mm. from from humans directly. I always hope that folklore will be like, all right, so don't Let's hurt respect them. this thing. And I then know. they're like, just kidding. Now I we don't know. believe the folklore. Also really cool, we don't know how long baby sea turtles, when they hatch on land, how long they're floating around until they like actually go out into yeah. the open sea. We don't know where they go. It's yeah, it's just super cool because their their whole life trajectory is very unique. So if you if you are not at all familiar with sea turtles, they reproduce out in the open ocean or coastal waters, wherever this particular species lives or inhabits. Mm-hmm. And then the females will come up onto land and they dig nests with their back flippers and they will lay lots and lots of eggs, which are then incubated for a while. The eggs hatch and then the baby sea turtles make a run for it into the ocean. Mm-hmm. But once that happens, we don't know where they go or what they do. What were you going to say? Oh, so it's crazy if you've ever seen, because there's, there's plenty of, like, natural history um, documentaries yeah. and series that show a lot about sea turtles, because they're just so interesting. But when they go up and they start digging that nest to lay eggs, they're, like, in a trance. Yeah. And, like, nothing can break that. Exactly. It's insanity. And they like, can lay, like, some, like, 100 eggs or something like that, and they look like yeah. little ping pong balls. But, like... You could, like, stand, not that you should, you should leave a nesting sea turtle completely alone, but if you stood in front of it, they would, like, act like you weren't there. They're like, I'm like, doing my business, They're like, man. I am laying these eggs. Oh, and then I was going to say, the have you ever seen when sea turtles return to the, like, baby sea turtles go to the ocean, and what series was it? Oh, there's a series called North America that's voiced by Tom Selleck that was on Discovery a couple years ago. Oh, my gosh. Tom Selleck. Oh, my God. Tom it's... Selleck, if you ever listen to this oh, podcast, first of all, my... I want you to know. God. That when I did the voiceovers for various <laughs> documentaries and things at my former job. You put a fake mustache on. <laughs> every time I would imagine I was you, Tom Selleck. Because <laughs> beautiful just, voice. You just you have to talk matter-of-factly, mm-hmm. but profoundly and with emphasis, and dude, you've got it. So, you nailed it. I could say, I I listen to them back now, those videos, and I'm like, 
You know what? I think Tom Selleck was in the room. She sounds like Tom Selleck. But anyways, it's a really great series. Yes. <laughs> and there is part of this series that takes place in Costa Rica. Ah, uh, Costa Rica, and I think yeah. it was Costa Rica. It would make the most sense. And it has this whole sequence of these sea turtles returning to the ocean and mm-hmm. everything that they have to face just getting from oh, where the nest was to the ocean. Like, yeah. there's crabs coming in and seagulls and there's caiman waiting with open mouths. And it's just, like, the most intense thing. And that's just the nature threats. That doesn't even right? mention the that's human That's not even threats. people. That's just, like, how nature is. And then you yeah. have people and you're like, oh, so they stand no chance. No chance. No, no. chance whatsoever. Cool. Yeah, Costa Rica is actually a super-duper hotbed for sea turtle nesting grounds and actually that's where a few of my friends have worked Mm -hmm. that I mentioned earlier so they've like been there trying to help these creatures to thrive all right let's drink up I'm gonna talk about loggerheads go all right I'm just gonna zip through some facts so that people can understand how they're these sea turtles are different Mm -hmm. the loggerhead like I said it's named for its big old head they are typically two and a half to three and a half feet in length or 80 to 110 centimeters their weight, uh, once they're an adult, is about 155 to 375 pounds, or 70 to 170 kilograms. That's they're carnivorous. Insane. They typically eat shellfish. They have very strong jaws for cracking through shells. Oh. Whoa. The alcohol just hit me. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, my God. Like, everything just went in a circle. Like, Maggie's whole body, she just did, like, a mini wave to herself. Oh like, you would have thought that there was some kind of earthquake or something. Woo! You okay. Right there, champ? I'm going to be great. So, <laughs> She's um, now leaning on the they're, table, they're... holding her head like it might fall off. Just need to support my head. Their shells are heart-shaped, they prefer coastal bays and estuaries, and they lay eggs every two to four years. There's typically about 100 to 125 eggs per clutch, and the eggs incubate for 60 days. Ooh. <gasps> Go ahead. Well, I don't know if you're going to get to it, and it's not specific to sea turtles, I don't think. I think it's turtles in general, that the temperature at which eggs incubate can determine the sex of the turtle. Ah, that's right, it can. So there's been problems with climate change right in which we have been incubate. too many females yep and they all turn to one sex and if you have you know a really skewed sex ratio you're gonna have you know if you have a bazillion females you got too many fe- females the males are in demand and the males are like ah, i can mm. i can pick whoever i want yeah. which is the story of my life yeah. in dc <laughs> <laughs> we are just sea turtles and climate change sea turtles man. and climate change Ooh. that's my fucking life but yeah isn't that crazy it is it's so temperature weird temperature determines their sex uh it's insanity so threats to the loggerhead sea turtle coastal development and encroachment on nesting grounds so it is predominantly human influence. Yeah, that's us. They are endangered. Cool, guys. Green sea turtles are about three to four feet in length, or 83 to 114 centimeters. Largest green sea turtle ever was five feet, or 152 centimeters. They can weigh up to 420 pounds, or 190 kilograms. They're easily distinguishable by their markings on their face. They have one scale on their cheek as opposed what? to two, which is every other turtle species. Wait, like just one cheek or like one on each cheek? One, one, on, one on each cheek. Okay, I'm like, they just have like one. No, They're so if, if asymmetrical. you... Asymmetrical. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's like me because I have one freckle on one cheek. Oh, man. I've always thought Maggie looks weird. Maggie looks like a green sea turtle. <laughs> man. <laughs> what's, what's Maggie look like? So if, if you were to Google green sea turtle and then any other species, you would see this 
big old freckle that I'm talking about. Oh, Freckle scale. Scale freckle. Are you trying to tell me you're a sea turtle? Mm-hmm. A green like to, sea turtle? I am a green sea turtle in a former life. So their diet changes over their lifetime, which is kind of cool. They'll start out eating worms and plants, and then as they grow older, they feed on vegetation, so seagrass and algae. Ooh. They live along the coastline and islands, and they are rarely ever seen in the open ocean. They nest every two years, have 100 eggs per nest, and they can nest multiple times per season, which is cool. So can the loggerhead, by the way. Hmm. Um, So can not all, then? Not all what? Sea turtles law, um, nest multiple times. No, they all season. do, actually. Oh, that was okay. going to be a recurring theme. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry I ruined it. No, it's okay. We can pretend I didn't it's say gonna, it. It's going to be really subtle. So these guys are endangered. The We're green. still on green. We're yes. still on green. Okay. The primary threats to them, their eggs are being harvested for commercial use. What? That means, like, humans want to eat them. Why? Because we're dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Like... Eat them like chicken eggs? Mm-hmm. And like turtle soup. I hate it. I know. I, I, know. I know. I know. I hate I know. it. I know. I know. All right. Third species. <laughs> I, I will try to zip through these quick quickly. The third is super cool. The fucking leatherback turtle. Oh. These are the largest of the sea turtles. They can They're dive so... the deepest. However, they are very endangered and they're declining everywhere. They're named for their leathery-looking back. They have seven distinct ridges on their back as compared to other turtles, which, again, if you Google these guys, you'll see that it's got a bumpy shell as opposed to more of a streamlined... They also, like, have a very, like, teardrop-shaped shell, right? Am I remembering correctly? It's oval-shaped, yeah. Yeah. And all of their flippers are without claws, which I think is cool because they are found only in the open ocean. So they've evolved to be really huge. They have huge flippers, no claws. This makes them so super streamlined and, like, able to swim um, thousands of miles. That's crazy. I feel like they were just, like, in the open ocean, and they were like, we got all this room, let's grow, baby, grow! Exactly! That's fantastic. Exactly. That's what they do. So they can get from four to six feet, or 130 to 183 centimeters, Largest leatherback ever was over ten feet. Stop. Yes. That's like and weighed two over of me. and weighed over two thousand pounds or nine hundred nine hundred fifteen kilograms. That's a lot. That was the biggest one ever. I know. That's insanity. They you, you that's a car. Yeah. That's a car turtle. That's what that's that's a car turtle. Yeah. That's actually what some people have described them as being like kind of the weight of a Volkswagen Beetle. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Car turtles, a thing. Yeah, I thought you were saying that on purpose. No, I wasn't. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I just apparently know the weight of cars. It, and was like, yeah, because you, know. you talked about the weight of cars I in like the your first episode. episode. Okay, these guys—they have very delicate jaws. Wait, we're still talking about the the car turtle. We're still talking about the car turtle, aka the leatherback. Oh my god, I feel like this turtle is me. I would like to order my leatherback <laughs> turtle in. With leather seats. Oh my god, yes. They feed almost exclusively on jellyfish. So you know how, I'm going to talk more about this in a little bit, but how turtles think that plastic bags in the ocean are jellyfish. I thought you were... We've all seen the ads and the photos that like plastic is killing our... Which is true. Which is very true. Okay, leatherbacks, super cool. They are found as far north as the Alaskan waters and as far south as the tip of Africa, where water temperatures can drop below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. They're up in Alaska? 
They can be, yeah. That's insanity. These guys are... They are reptiles? They are... That's the fun fact that they are um, the only reptile to be known as active in temperatures that cold. That's insanity. Super cool. How? Yeah. They're just, I have a lot of questions. Because they're really great. Leatherbacks. They're huge. And they just... They're, <laughs> How do they survive in this temperature? Well, they're just really great. <laughs> they're really great. I don't know what Science. you want me to say. That is the truth. They nest every two to three years. They nest four to ti- four to seven times per season with only 80 eggs that incubate for 65 days. If you are counting along, um, we're starting to see that sea turtles are laying huge clutches that incubate in less than 60 days. These guys are laying a small clutch of eggs, and it's taking longer. So that doesn't help. The greatest threat to these this endangered population is commercial fishing and plastic consumption. Mm-hmm. Hawksbill. They have a brightly patterned shell, and they're found in Middle Eastern waters as well as off the U.S. coast in the Caribbean. Oh, they are really? solitary nesters, and the population is hard to track. Found in coastal reefs and rocky regions, estuaries, and lagoons, they are carnivorous and eat small fish, shellfish, and anemones, etc. They have a beaky nose, hence beaky. the name Hawksbill. Yeah. So this is getting back to animals that are named after emphasized body parts. Body parts. Um, I really wish I had figured out different wording for that. Yeah, that was really great. I'm glad I'm I still remember that. <laughs> they nest every two to four years, and they also also lay multiple times in a season, 160 eggs in a 60-day Ooh. incubation period. They are the most tropical of all sea turtles. Ooh. Want to hear something sad? No. They're critically endangered. No. And that is because of their bright, amazing shell, which oh. is, is highly prized and valued as it's a trinket. It's always like, really beautiful things that people are, humans are like, now it's mine. Cute. I'm gonna die tonight. Okay. I, I can finish this bottle of wine all of myself. I, I, had I got some a, like I got instant risotto before I came. I got us a good bottle of wine. It's tasty. It's, it's a, like juice. Yeah. But like wine juice. Okay. Next sea turtle, Kemp's Ridley. These guys are the most endangered of all sea turtle species. They are also critically endangered. The only major breeding site is in Mexico. Adults measure around two feet, so they're pretty small. That's 66 centimeters. Adults weigh between 70 and 100 pounds. That's up to 49-ish kilograms. They eat shellfish, but will, but will also snag jellyfish if the opportunity presents itself. They prefer shallow waters. They reproduce every one to three years. And the two Ridley sea turtles nest in mass which is also called Arribabadas, Arriba, Arribadas, Arribadas. Yeah, nailed it. Oh, my God. Which just means that, like, thousands will come onto the beach at once. Oh, at once. Not just, like, imagine? during the same season, but at once. 110 eggs incubate for 55 days. Threats. Humans like to collect their eggs and shells. Wow, surprise, surprise. We suck. Next, all of Ridley. Adults measure up to two and a half feet. That's 70 centimeters. Adults weigh between 77 and 100 pounds. That's up to 45 kilograms. They're an omnivore and they prefer coastal bays and estuaries, but they will meander out to sea. They lay 110 eggs. Takes about 50-ish days for incubation. That's actually what I wrote. Why did I write 50-ish? Oh, I've written ish in my notes. The things I've written in my notes... They are endangered. Their threats are the harvest of eggs, commercial fishing, and loss of habitat. Don't eat turtle eggs, people. Don't, don't do Stop it. Stop it. 
It's awful. Okay, last species. We're so close. The so flatback. Um, they uh, this are... is the one, to be honest, I'm most interested about because I did not know it existed until about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, so these guys are pretty cool. As I mentioned, they're only found off the coast of Australia and Papua New Guinea. They can measure up to three and a half feet in length at most and weigh up to 198 pounds or 90 kilograms. Their shell is very smooth and thin. If you look at other sea turtles, yes, they're all streamlined in in physique, mm-hmm. but these guys are just super compact. Like and a pancake? Yeah, like a pancake! <gasps> and their shell is smooth and waxy and it's easily damaged. So oh. they're also unfortunately at risk of like boats running over oh, them and no, stuff, no, no, which no. is kind of awful. Yeah. They prefer, this is fun, turbid inshore waters turbid for those of you who don't know which was also me as of last night uh just means they like those murky waters that you can't really see the the low visibility waters they lay 50 eggs at a time in a 55 day incubation period not in it takes it takes the incubation 55 days so (laughs) their status their status, we are data deficient on these companies, ah, unfortunately. No. Um, however, we do Deep. know that the destruction of nesting beaches, capture and fishing, aka like the entanglement of them. So like humans? So like humans? Oh yeah. yeah. Weird. Oh yeah. Didn't see that one coming. I know. Blindsided. Sucks. So that's sea turtles in a in a shell, in a nutshell. In oh, a, in a turtle in shell. In a turtle shell. That's turtle sea turtles in a turtle shell. Turtles in a turtle shell. All right. I'm sorry. Moving on. Other threats that sea turtles generally face all over the globe. <sighs> well, this one is interesting because climate change is making hotter temperatures on sandy beaches and the sand is becoming so much hotter. Oh, no. Yes. I didn't is, even think of that. Right? Neither did I. Oh, my but, God. like, so think about this. These poor sea turtles and hotter sand and these females have to go lay their fucking eggs and they're just burning alive yes people we are causing this i think a lot of people out there have seen this viral video if you haven't please do go watch it i it's it's awful but it's a video from several years ago of a sea turtle (laughs) with a plastic straw stuck up its nose oh god and this shows this shows you what we're doing to the planet this is an actual visual representation of what we're doing to the natural world because this sea turtle is suffocating because he can't breathe out of his nose. Close one of your nostrils and now try to breathe regularly. Now try to swim 50 kilometers a day with that nostril closed. So that's what was happening with this sea turtle. And in the video, some some really amazing people, conservationists, are trying to pull the straw out of his nose. You can see the sea turtle wincing. He, like... If you don't think animals have a soul, go watch this video because you see that he knows they're trying to help, but he's in pain. He's he's not putting up much of a fight, but he's wincing like, oh, my God, this hurts. I'm sorry. Ah, ugh. And they do. And he starts bleeding from his nose because it's just so fucking jammed up in there. But they get it out and they send him back into the ocean. But, you know, that's because we have so much plastic trash in, in the world and National Geographic put out an amazing new uh, magazine. What is this called? It's a... Uh, edition? Edition, yeah. Oh, my God. 
It's their plastic edition, mm-hmm. and it's just on the front. It is what looks like an iceberg in the water, but it's actually just a plastic bag. And it says planet or plastic. And it shows how much of these one-time-use products we are accumulating throughout the globe. And they are ending up in our oceans. They're ending up in in uh, streams and rivers. And animals like sea turtles are eating them, thinking that they are jellyfish or food. So... We really need to try to limit... Like getting teary-eyed? I'm sorry. Thinking about it. It's pretty (laughs) awful. It's horrific. Yes. Things that you can do to help these guys, just try to consume less. And if you do need to consume something, how about you bring your reusable container Mm -hmm. with you or a canvas tote bag to collect your groceries and things like that. Kind of cool. I want to give a shout-out to Saltwater Brewery in Florida because they are using the... The Eco Six Pack Ring for their yeah. six packs. Um, it's made out of wheat and barley, so it's totally biodegradable. Eco Six Pack Ring is the startup that actually created this technology. So if you are a brewery and you want to go eco friendly, contact this startup. That's Eco Six Pack Ring. And if you can, go out and buy yourself a stainless steel straw that you can tote around in your mm-hmm. bag, your purse, your pocket, whatever, your girlfriend's purse. I don't care what you do, just bring it with you. Yep. Rather than a plastic straw. If you are out on the ocean a lot, you can also help by, like, being aware when you're in coastal waters, slow your boat, you know, Um, drive slowly near harbors and over shallow reef habitats. Not only will you be helping sea turtles, but other marine life, fish, manatees, dolphins, whatever. Easy, easy thing for you to do if you're a boater, wear polarized sunglasses because it's going to improve your vision and yeah. you're going to see a little sea turtle bopping around out there. Polarized sunglasses save lives, man. Yeah. And please adhere to no wake zones. Mm-hmm. Say no to plastic straws just generally. Cut up those six-pack t- containers. You can help sea turtles. Reusable bags are like available left and right. Oh, they so are. So easy to get one. And uh, I feel so like it's just this just small thing that I know when I things. go and I small pull things. out my reusable bags. And not only that, you can fit so much more in a reusable bag than in a plastic bag. Excuse really me, I'm just excited. really excited that I just spit all over myself. But you can, it makes, you know, if you're one of those people that can only take one trip from the car like I am, if you have a, if it's a plastic bag, those suckers are gonna rip. I know, they It's do. got more benefits than just saving sea turtles, which should be enough, but like... Should be enough. If you want to learn more, go check out conserveturtles.org. That is the Sea Turtle Conservancy. They have a ton of information. They have ways that you can get involved and help. They even have a turtle tracker. Oh! And you can go track turtles that have been tagged and see where they are in the ocean and make this really real and personal to you. So consider checking them out and and helping our turtles because they really need some help. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, I've talked a lot today. I'm going to turn it over to you. You because... had seven species. <laughs> so, Ashley, you're here to tell me about cuttlefish for the second time. Yeah. So due to some technical difficulties, um, <laughs> I honestly don't know what happened. I can't even. I don't know. But for some reason, when we were five minutes into cuttlefish last time I told Maggie about them, um, we just stopped recording. I mean, the computer just stopped recording. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely blaming. <laughs> Should you take all these collar off? Wait, I'm first. He's very jingly. Excuse me. Excuse me, jingle man. So the computer stopped recording. Mm-hmm. Five minutes through cuttlefish. Yeah, we were about five minutes into cuttlefish. 
um, and it stopped recording and I didn't realize until I went to edit it. So, we're here to learn about cuttlefish for the second time. Which is great because my memory is like a sieve, so this will be like the first time for me. Basically, Maggie didn't listen the first time, so now we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're but, doing it again over pretzels and wine. Mm-hmm. Our dogs are playing in the background. So, hopefully it's not too distracting. Well, we might be learning about cuttlefish for a third time. Yeah, we'll see what happens. (laughs) I mean, you can never... From what I recall, I did look over my notes, but I was so excited about cuttlefish last time. Which, they're actually super fucking cool animals. Oh my god, they're so cool. And, um, so I I, actually, I do want to say this before we... Well, no. You introduce them, because then I have a fun story once we all know... Once we all know what cuttlefish are, oh, our wow. dogs are spooning on the couch right now. <laughs> okay, so cuttlefish, or as through my research, I found out that they are regularly referred to as cuddles, but like, so cuttlefish is spelled C U T T L E F I S H. So it's C U T T L E S for cuddles. Instead of like snuggles. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, cuddle, snuggle. It's not the same kind of cuddle that you think when you're hearing cuttlefish. Some people probably think it's cuttlefish. I know. Oh, so you're saying like nine cuddling as the snuggling way. Correct. I was like, okay. I was like, well, they're not snugglefish. That was never, that was never what the problem was. My comparison Um, has fallen flat. But also what's very important. (laughs) Argos, what's important? Tell me. Tell Tell me now. puppy. I can't with these dogs. We may have to separate them. I was wondering, I was like, wait, we recorded this with dogs around before, and now I realize why. All right, so another important thing about cuttlefish is that they're not fish. They're not fish. So they belong to the class cephalopoda. Cephalopoda? Cephalopods. Which is uh, our squids, our octopuses, our nautiluses. We say ours like I own them, I do not. Um, you got your octopi, you got your squid. Exactly. Um... <laughs> I will reflect on this more because one of the reasons I picked cuttlefish is because they are not fish, and we will get to that and how bitter I am about it. So class cephalopoda, cephalopoda, something like that. Order is cepeda, uh, and there are over 120 species in five genera. So, so many. A lot of these guys, which is why I did not pick just one. I kind of am going to do an overview of cuttlefish cool. for the second time. Um, however... One of the best cuttlefish, not to pick favorites, but go look up the flamboyant cuttlefish <laughs> because they're super cool. I want to look it up. Flamboyant. That's not how you spell flam. Flamboyant. I'm sorry, is there a way to spell flam? <laughs> is that a word? Hey, those yeah. are cool looking fish. Right? Not fish. Not fish. <laughs> super cool. Yeah. So they're all really cool, but those guys really... They really do take the cake. Uh, so these guys are named for their inner shell, the cuddle bone, and for not being fish because they aren't is what I wrote because I'm still bitter about it. Mm. So real quick, because the cuddle bone is actually pretty cool. So it's um, this porous bone made of uh, aragonite. Aragonite. Hmm. Yep. Um, and it provides cuddles buoyancy so that I can regulate um, by changing the gas to liquid ratio in the cuddle cuddle bone, which will help them move up and down and, and up and down in like the water. Column? In the water. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Also cool about the cuddle bone or why you may have heard of a cuddle bone and you're like, where have I heard that? If you've ever been in, in a, a pet store, cuddle bones are often used for birds. Oh. Birds will like chew on it. Interesting. Yeah. So 
they like it. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, it's a hot topic for birds. Really um, so what do these guys look like? So to describe them, they very are like kind of squiddy looking, and that they have you know this large mantle that's like kind of like the top of them, and they got all these arms. So they're lot they. Why did I? Sorry, when I was describing this, I started with the shape of their pupils. That's not how you start <laughs> describing something, Just actually. start with the eyes. But I will say, they have large W-shaped pupils, and the yes. W-shape is really cool. It is cool. But more importantly is that they have eight arms, and then they have two tentacles with denticulation. Ooh. Do you know what denticulated means? Uh, does that mean, like, it can grab things or no. suck on things? Like, suction? No. No, I don't know. There are suckers, though. So, dent, like a... Dentist. Oh. So it's bearing many small tooth-like structures. Like oh, leaf. okay. Um, so they got like little tiny teeth on those yeah. on those two extra tooth-like structures. They're not actual teeth. So but... while you're describing what these guys look like, yeah, um, some people might be wondering: Do they look like a squid or an octopus? If they have eight arms or yeah, I would definitely say they look more like a squid than they do an octopus, where an octopus, I feel like, has more of a bulbous, mm-hmm. like, head area, whereas these guys have more of a kind of squiddy-shaped. Okay. The reason I asked oh, yeah. is actually because the other day, <gasps> um, at a work event, uh-huh. um, somebody asked... <laughs> no. Somebody asked, quite genuinely, are squid and octopus... Puss is the same thing. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, I, I didn't know that mm-hmm. some people didn't know that. And yeah. that, that's uh, rather ignorant of me. And so, oh my God. Wow. Did that you was, just see that? I just watched that in slow motion. Oh Maggie was cleaning off her keyboard and like swiped too far. Sorry, that's probably like a Tinder reference. Swiped too far and like knocked her glass and it leaned so far that like the wine. Almost, you can see, I don't know, is that where the wine went to? Can you see that wine? Oh my the god, The wine almost, should have just full, fallen all out of that glass. But then she pulled some Matrix move, freeze time, and grabbed it. And I'm grabbing the wine glass, not even, like, just grabbed it. I'm holding it the way you should hold a wine glass. Your, your carpet should be covered in red wine right now. I, it sh- I my, don't. My carpet should be covered in red wine. My bench should be covered in shattered glass. That was really cool. I, and I was talking during it, wasn't I? I don't know how you did that, but I'm so glad I witnessed it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so where were so, we? Oh, where were we? Difference yeah. between so somebody and somebody asked, and I was happy to provide the uh, explanation that no, those are two different animals, mm-hmm. but they are both cephalopods. Cuttlefish is just another cephalopod. So anyway, yeah. um, that's why I brought that up because some people don't even know mm-hmm. kind of what to help, what to classify these in. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, cool. so. So, in terms of size, these guys are pretty small. They're generally between 6 and 10 inches, which is 15 <gasps> to 25 so centimeters. Tiny. Right? But the largest is about 20 inches, or 50 centimeters. Okay. So, the largest one is, like, double their average size. Mm-hmm. Typically, these guys eat small mollusks, crabs, shrimp, fish, worms, and other cuttlefish. Remember, they're 120, so they yeah. have their selection. <laughs> yeah. And they're eaten by dolphins, sharks, fish, seals, seabirds, and other cuttlefish. <laughs> Predator I, and prey are the same. I was say, we did record, we got this far in the recording last time, uh-huh. and you laughed the same exact way. <laughs> I was like, deliver the same, deliver the same. So these guys, uh, At least you know you're funny. You know, I think I'm hilarious. 
I said that the other day to a friend. I was uh, like, I've just had it with these certain people. They don't laugh at my jokes, and I know I'm funny. <laughs> he was just like, God damn it, Maggie. It's good when you know you're funny. I know. That's how, like, you really know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm laughing. I'm delivering. Anyway. <laughs> um, big swig. Okay, big swig of wine. Tell us more. Uh, yes, so these guys only live about one to two years, so they don't have a very long lifespan. And they're typically found in shallow tropical or temperate waters. So they're present along the coasts of East and South Asia, Western Europe, and the Mediterranean, as well as the coasts of Africa and Australia, but are totally absent from the Americas. Wow. So sorry, How? all of our USA listeners, or South American listeners, um, we don't got these guys. That's I, interesting. I can't tell you why. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Any scientists out there want to tell us why evolution prevented cuttlefish from coming over to the Americas? Because we're real sad about it. Because that would be fascinating to know. But yeah, so everywhere, pretty much everywhere else, I mean, obviously not Antarctica, but I don't think I needed to put that in there. Right. Um, But yeah, not around the Americas. Hmm. They have one of the largest brain-to-body size ratios of all the invertebrates. Oh, that's impressive. And it's very impressive. Um, Invertebrates are pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so the eyes. Like I said, I originally started the description of these guys with the shape of their pupils, which may not seem interesting, but it really is, because the shape of your pupil means a lot. So they cannot see color, but they do receive polarization of light. So that's like contrast. Mm -hmm. So they can see the difference in things, but they don't actually see colors. So they actually have two phobia, whereas we have one. Mm. Phobia, it's a small depression in the retina of the eye where visual acuity is highest. So it's like the center of your field of vision. So they have two of those. Okay, so if so, you're in a W shape, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you got one in each of the On W's. Each side? Yeah. Oh. But what's really cool is that they can see in front of them and behind them at the same time. I think it has something to do with the position of their eye and the fact that they have two fovea, which means they have, like, more visual acuity. And they got a big old brain. Yeah, a big old brain. To process all that they're seeing. They also, yeah, they don't have, like, if you think of primates where we have our eyes at the very front. True. We have, it limits our field of vision because we're predators. Whereas if you look at any kind of prey animal, they have their eyes on the the side. side. And it makes them have a very, much larger um, field of vision. Have you seen the pictures of... Prey animals, so most animals have their eyes on the side, where somebody photoshopped them so that their eyes were forward-facing, like a primate's. No. It's terrifying. Ew. Like... Like what? Like a horse or a like? Or I, a deer? I remember I seen like I, the deer was particularly creepy. Deer everyone Google Photoshop. <laughs> deer Photoshop eyes. eyes, and then you'll see that, and you'll be like, I hope that. They never evolved to have their eyes on the front. What the hell? That's so weird. Like It's so creepy. Google, you're just, you're opening up Pandora's box here. But yeah, so they have really cool eyes. And now I'm not going to spend too much time because as I was researching this, I remember that it was, they got cooler and cooler and cooler. Right. Which I, I feel like it happens a lot. But it's important. Um, so they also have uh, blue-green blood, which a lot of the animals in the sea, creatures in the sea, do, because their blood contains hymocyanin, which contains <laughs> copper. <laughs> so whereas I blood, our blood contains iron, theirs produces copper, so they get blue-green blood. Cool things about their reproduction. So Ooh. males will challenge each other for dominance, and then and the best ends, uh, usually by intimidating each other. So, you know, like sizing up one another, mm. being like, yo, 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 what's up? Is that um, what they do? Nope. 
That's not what they do. I'm so sorry. The wine is hitting me. So there were you there are usually four to five males for every female, so I put this in italics. There will be fighting. <laughs> I feel like a principal. There, there will, will be, be fighting. fighting. <laughs> Which I don't think is what you want as a principal, but whatever. Um <laughs> so they are indeterm let me try that again. They are indeterminate growers. So what that means is that they can keep growing. So okay. smaller cuddles may have a chance the following year if they don't if they're not intimidating enough that they can still grow and, and hopefully intimidate. And give it a try next year. year. Yeah, you know. Get them next year, slugger. Now this is one of the coolest things, I think, and something that screwed me up on a test about <gasps> seven years ago, and I still have a lot of anger at myself for it. Oh no. But okay. So if the smaller male smaller cuttlefish, can't get past the guard male to get to the other female. There are other tactics, and one of them is camouflage. So mm -hmm. later I get to the fact that these guys have a wide range of abilities to kind of change their color or the texture of their skin or how they move. They have a wide range, uh, a nice ability. They're yeah, very much similar to fellow cephalopod octopi. Yes, yes, yes. So they have, they're kind of like, you know, like people describe someone as a chameleon. They can be all yeah. these different things. They're, they're like a really good actor. So, smaller males will disguise themselves as females so that they can sneak past the guard male because he's just like, oh, hey, lady, go on up, go on it's in. Like, it's go like ahead. dressing like a, a cute chick for the bouncer at the club, exactly. and he's like, come on through. Exactly. When secretly you're just a dude that wants to go dance with all the ladies inside. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you, you speak from experience in a weird way, but... I have never of... dressed up like a lady to get into a club. <laughs> I've never dressed like a lady. You're right. Uh, no class. Uh, so they change their body color, and they'll even uh, change their, like, posture to pretend that they're holding an egg sack, which is like a female pretending to hold a bird. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so cool. But so the reason that this, why well, I'm so bitter about the fact that cuttlefish are not fish, that they are misnamed. Side note, starfish are also not fish. Correct. They're supposed to, they're technically sea stars, because mm -hmm. um, they're an invertebrate, but... So uh, I was in a class, and one of the questions, they were always very specific question, and it was a lot of, like, giving you some information. It was, like, name a species that does this. Mm. And so it was talking about fish that will pretend to be female in order to sneak past a larger male. Ah. And there are fish that do this, and I couldn't remember the specific example given in class. But I had watched a documentary in which I saw cuttlefish. I was like, oh my god, cuttlefish do this. Like, oh, this no. is perfect. So I put down cuttlefish. I finished the rest of my test, handed it in. And as I walk out the door, I'm like, god damn it. Cuttlefish are not actual fish. And I know that I will not get the point oh. because it is not correct. That's so frustrating. I was so upset. I was like, because, I mean... The idea was that it wasn't wrong, but it technically was. It technically, yeah. But they oh. do do it. So, to this day, cuttlefish haunt me, but in the best of ways, because they're fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like I had mentioned, as I burp, like I mentioned, these guys have a wide variety of communication and ability to kind of change their bodies mm -hmm. to communicate with each other. So, the diverse range of communication signals... Um, are split up into four different categories. So there's chromatic, or their skin color. Mm -hmm. uh, skin texture, which is like, wait, what? That's cool. Posture and locomotion. Okay. So uh, common cuttlefish, so we'll go with the basic, have 34 different, chrom different chromatic abilities. Okay, that's six a lot. Six textural, eight postural, and six locomotive. That's a lot of different... 
combinations. Yeah. Right? So they can, they'll change their color. They'll make their skin either look like all pimply or super smooth, and that mm-hmm. means something. Change their posture, how they're moving. Mm-hmm. And they can change their skin color in one second. Wow. Right? That's really, really remarkable. So I... Okay, so these are all different ways that they can communicate, but because these aren't, like, words the way we mm-hmm. communicate, do they have different sequences of doing these things, or do each one of these things create a different, like, like okay, uh, if my skin is pimply and it's red and I'm moving backwards, and what was the last one? And your tentacles are upright posture. Posture. So if if all of those are in one particular way, that means something. And then, like, you know, there's 6,000 different ways that each of those things can combine. Is that? I think, I mean, I think so. I think it's, like, certain things mean one thing. And since you have, like, a combination of four, it kind of creates the nuances of, like, right. oh, you're angry, but you're angry, like, this, this way. This way. That yeah, way. yeah. That's, again, I don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but that would be my best guess. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. kind of like, oh, this means this, but then when I add in this, it's like that little nuance. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of research on these guys, there's been some pretty cool articles. There was one in February of 2018 mm-hmm. where biologists from the University of Cambridge and Marine Biotro Lab in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. Ah, yeah. Where they saw that when a cuttlefish gives itself a rough texture, so it uses some papilla in some in some way, mm-hmm. um, it locks into that position. And once it locks in that position, it doesn't use any additional energy to maintain that shape. Whoa. So, like, it's not as, like, you would think, like, constantly changing and stuff or, like, maintaining a shape would be, like, not very energy consuming. Yeah. yeah, that it would take a lot of energy, but it doesn't. Huh. That's like um, Mystique. Yes. Oh my gosh. They're the Mystique of the ocean. You know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Just kidding. I've never said it before. Okay. But yeah, so these guys are just super, super cool. Wow. That's so cool. And don't worry too much because they are IUCN red listed as least concern. Hooray. Anything that's least concern usually still faces some challenges, especially when you're in the ocean. Uh, so these guys are occasionally dried and shredded. Cuttlefish is usually a typical snack that's um, mm. consumed. They're over-exploited because of large-scale commercial fishing in some areas. Um, but they have such a large range that it prevents them from being too threatened, which okay. is good. good. Um, and then ocean acidification is also a large threat to them. Uh, but, like, uh. basically our oceans are under threat. So if you live there, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. But, again... They're located pretty widely, um, so they're of least concerned. So hopefully you'll travel away from them there, because if that's where you are and you can see them somewhere snorkeling, because they're uh, pretty cool, and there's a lot of them. But yeah, so that are those are our cuddles. Our cuddles, yay! Super cool. Okay, so... <laughs> and we celebrate by digging into the bag of pretzels. Let's now turn to our mermaid's purse, as we love to close out every episode, right? Yeah! Okay. Um, so... Go ahead, Maggie. This episode is the common yabby. I don't know what that is. Can you spell that out? That's going to be common and then Y-A-B-B-Y. Okay, the I've, common yabby. So oh. usually I have like some idea. I literally have no idea. Okay, so what can I guess? Because I haven't looked it up yet. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I want to guess what kind. What kind of animal it is? Go for it. Is it a fish? No. Amphibian? No. Reptile? No. Bird? No. 
Mammal? Nope. Bug. No. <laughs> What's left? <laughs> Reptile, bird, bug, amphibian. You keep keep on the water theme. Oh, it's an invertebrate. Yeah. Is that kind of clam? No, but keep going and <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it's, a crust- it's a snail. It's a crustacean. Crustacean. I was like, there's nothing. There's left. nothing left. All right, I'm just googling. So this this is uh, it just looks. Oh, it, it looks like a lobster. Lobster. It looks like a bright blue lobster. Oh, what a fun name! I know the common yabby is an oh. Australian freshwater crustacean. That's pretty cool. It's listed as vulnerable. Oh, that's sad. Um, ba 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 ba. They're so pretty. They're really cool. All right, so color is highly variable and depends on water clarity and habitat. Oh. Yabbies, as they are known, oh. can range from that's very Australian sounding. I have to say that is. Oh my gosh, I can totally hear my Australian. I'm going to Australia, so I'm gonna have to go see a yabby. Cap- but that's catching so cool. yabbies or yabbying in rivers and farm dams is a popular summertime activity in Australia. Aussies, if you're from Australia, you gotta let us know. Have you done this? Is this it, sounds like like is it like fun? Oh my god, it's so fun! Oh my god, that's so funny. <gasps> this seems like such. I mean, it's a common yabby, but neither you nor I had ever heard of this. A yabby, and it's basically like a tiny little blue lobster. They're um, popular in aquariums in Australia too because of their bright color. Cool. That's very cool. Did you see the picture of the yabby with eggs on it? Yeah, that's really gross. Uh, that's crazy. They have like all these hairs on the underside with a bunch of tiny eggs attached. Blech. And Maggie's not a fan. <laughs> nope. But cool. that's very cool. That is cool. Common yabby. All right. Thanks, Mermaid's Purse. <gasps> Ooh. Get you every time. Get you. Yeah, I really didn't know that one at all. Usually I have some inkling. Yeah. That's why I was like, I don't even know what the hell it is. I feel like most of our mermaid's purses are either underwater or smaller. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of mammalian yeah, mermaid's purses. Yeah, well, I feel purses. like a lot of, when something's big, people tend to pay more attention and they know what about it, it is, so they yeah. know what it is. Awesome. Okay, well, that was a good episode. It was. A good redo. A good redo episode. The Kevin Yemi didn't come up last time. We don't remember what did. Nope. Not a clue. All right, who closes us out? Yeah, I think you do because I, I supposedly started it, but not having yeah. done this recently. Give me a second because I gotta get to it. So, just a reminder, though we are animal enthusiasts, we are not scientists, so please don't cite us in your academic papers. Mm -mm. Do your research. We just want to get you excited about animals like we are. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Tune in next time when we learn about more animals, their biology and habitat, the threats they face, and what people are doing about it.